0: Welcome into the Tiger Woods Podcast, episode 37, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers with you, alongside Bridget Whalen. We thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in. Hope you are doing well. You're staying safe. And we're going to have some great golf content coming your way. Hit me up on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on the gram at MrRogers98. Bridget on both of those social medias at Bridget K. Whalen. Here's what's on tap. Golf Digest was right last week, folks, because it sure seems like we're headed for a June 11th start on the PGA Tour, at least in theory. We'll talk about the official schedule that was released last week, plus some player reactions, a more focus on the Ryder Cup as well, guys, as there is some buzz out there that the Ryder Cup will be without fans. What does that mean? And then Golf Channel, among many other outlets, actually took a stab at projecting Tiger's schedule. So Bridget and I will weigh in on that. This is the Tiger Woods podcast presented by betonline.a So, Bridget, it seems like this is a theme for us every week because there's an update to the schedule, whether it's a report or it's official from the PGA Tour or what have you. So, here's where we stand. We have the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial June 11th. That is set in stone at least for now. And then we go down the line here with the RBC Heritage, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage Classic, I won't read out all of the tournaments, folks. You guys can check that out on PGATour.com. But Bridget, again, the PGA Tour here trying their very best to put out some semblance of hope. And I read a lot of articles out there weighing in on this. And a lot of golf writers are saying, yeah, this is good. Like, put something out there. Get something substantive in the universe so that golf fans can cling on to it, even though it may be for a lack of a better word, delusional to think that the PGA Tour is going to start in early June.
1: Yeah, I think, hi, hello there. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> How you doing? Um, yeah, I mean, so Justin Thomas, again, I'm bringing him back up.
0: <laughs> poor guy.
1: Um, <laughs> or, or not poor guy. I mean, I'm a big fan. So, uh, he posted something on Instagram, and it really, it like, hit deep with me. And he basically was like if it happens or not because obviously it's an unknown and everyone's safety is of the utmost priority it's just nice that the pg tour is putting a plan in place right mm-hmm. like it's great it's it's positive it's optimistic it's forward thinking it's um a little uplifting from the the doomsday that is everything else and so like yeah, I mean, I hope things get better as everyone else does. But so for the tour to be doing that is just, it's so cool. And I, I think that they're going to be continuing giving updates. Obviously it's, it's fluid. It's ever changing. Golf really is going to be the litmus test for sports because it, it is a social distance sport just innately. Um, And like, you know, people aren't on top of each other. Yeah. Guys sweat, but it's not like, What other sports are, you know? So I think that golf really, like if if golf kicks off, if we see golf in June, maybe that means we see foot, you know, NFL football, college football, whatever in the fall. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a a one or the other, but I think it's definitely more likely. If you see golf getting underway, I think that that's a really positive anticipation for other sports.
0: Let's also zone in here on the states that are involved. In June, Bridget, obviously Texas for Colonial, South Carolina for Hilton Head, and then you have Connecticut, Cromwell for the TPC River Highlands Travelers Championship. All of those states are going through different, I guess, variances of the coronavirus, right? So maybe Texas is doing better than, say, South Carolina, or Connecticut is doing much worse than South Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess you have to have this constant dialogue, right, between a governor and a director of a given PGA Tour tournament to say, okay, is this going to work? Can we make this happen sort of thing, right?
1: Yeah, I think it it has to be approached very cautiously. I'm from Connecticut. My parents still reside there. And there is now, um, it's mandatory for you to wear a mask when you leave your house it doesn't matter where you're going. So I asked my, my dad the other day, I said, so do you, cause he walks a lot. Um, I said, do you wear a mask when you walk? And he said, no, because I could, you know, keep my social distance. But he said, the majority of people that I do pass on my walk do have masks on. So Connecticut, you know, being so close to the epicenter of Manhattan, you know, where this virus is, is rampant or was rampant. I mean, still is. I think that like those states are totally um, facing something much different than say South Carolina, which you really haven't heard uh, a lot about, a lot about like huge outbreaks there. And then like, you know, states that are closer to me here in Florida, I don't know, is the weather affecting it? We don't know that yet, but Take Georgia, for instance. Uh, I saw the mayor of Atlanta the other day. She spoke and she said most of their outbreaks were due to like funeral gatherings and and things that, you know, yeah, would have, yeah, right. Like things that specifically obviously are indicative of outbreaks. You know, it wasn't something like so randomized. She said, like, literally, you know, like church meetings caused outbreaks and like that was obvious. So I think that they're facing something totally different than um, like what the Northeast had to deal with.
0: So we're looking at early June right now, Bridget, and I want you to put your realistic hat on because I know you've said before on this very show that there's a chance we don't see golf at all. If you had to put a cutoff here somewhere where you think the season will actually pick up, do you have a date in mind or are you just kind of hanging on to that hopeful part of things where we do see golf at Colonial?
1: So I had the, I had the change last week, Cam. This is true. Um, and I like August. I like the PGA championships time slot. I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, think that June 11th um or you know June 8th if you want to get totally uh correct for about the it. true
0: beginning right yeah
1: for the for the true colonial country club in fort worth beginning um i think that it's i don't know it's it's there's so many factors, right? Well, that's and the it, thing, right? Yeah, there's just so
0: much going on.
1: Yeah, like it's logistically difficult, it's medically complex, and it's politically controversial. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of everything, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. And then, like, you hear that 500,000 to a million, right. uh, you know, coronavirus kits are going to be needed to do testing. I'm like, wow, that just seems like an enormous feat. Like, and PPE are do the players wear masks. I, so there's like a lot of elements. And I think it's great that like the Texas governor is super optimistic about, you know, reopening and getting back to social normalcy. And I love that. And I think it's great. And I think that has to be echoed because we need positivity. Right. But the decision making process is so complex that I, I like August. <laughs> i going with
0: August. The difficulty with all this is, yeah, you have the national guidelines, you have the states doing their own thing, you have all of these different commissioners trying to figure out a schedule, and I will make a few more points here, folks, about the schedule that we did not mention last week. RBC Canadian Open, that has been canceled straight up. The Memorial, by the way, will expand to 144 players, which is obviously larger than usual because the Memorial is a an invitational tournament. And here's the biggie, because I was wondering about this, Bridget. Following the Tour Championship, it's going to be a new season. So you have the Safeway and then the U.S. Open. So, by the way, I, I think we're staring at a six-major championship season, right? I think?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't – yeah, I guess. I, I guess, mean, right? Yeah. I don't, Technically. I, I don't know. Imagine, like – if someone wins five majors
0: (laughs) right what's that called
1: yeah (laughs) what is that (laughs) the tiger slam 2.0 um i ooh, maybe i just gave that was that just came out of nowhere maybe i just gave tiger a little uh little you better be
0: listening right now that's all i'm gonna say
1: tiger do you hear me (laughs) um yeah i don't know i mean uh that would be a great problem to have I guess (laughs) if if talking about six majors in a season is where we're at I mean that would be great um I think it's interesting again that like everything is gonna do like a turnaround right like things are gonna keep progressing even though we're not gonna like like how many events then are we gonna get in like it's just all so weird I can't even really wrap my head around it to be honest.
0: There's no doubt that I feel this whole thing, and I'm talking about the pandemic, is just surreal. It's very yeah. hard to process. You gotta wonder also, Bridget, and especially for Colonial the, Colonial, the pressure that these directors are feeling right now. I mean, like I said, especially Colonial, because you are, in theory, the start of the PGA Tour season, or the restart, if you will. And
1: in sports. like They're gonna be the yeah. bench We really are.
0: Yeah. So if you screw this up, it's going to look really bad. And I'm not saying it's going to get screwed up, but, you know, if mistakes are made and we see a resurge and all of this, it's going to be quite the black eye. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, everybody's going to take the proper precautions and do what they need to do. But I was reading an article last night actually about the director of the Travelers Championship, saying that their date is pretty aspirational, and that's a little later than colonial. So, you know, I think even in these directors' minds, it's a little bit of pie in the sky, but we shall see. Here's my other question, Bridget, and we haven't talked about this too, too much, or at least I haven't personally. The testing that is going to be needed For these tournaments, even with no fans. Now, there's a report that 1 million tests are going to be needed to finish this golf season. And how do you administer those tests? And are we going to have enough to begin with, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I know you're not the medical expert, neither am I, but I would like to know your thoughts on that too.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, My dad's a medical expert. And initially, he was saying, well, people's temperatures will just be checked. And this was like, um, maybe a month ago and we were talking about going back to work mm-hmm. and I was like how are they gonna check every employee and he and I I told him specifically I was like where I used to work you could have gone in one of six doors and he was like well no now you will go in one door and everyone will get you know screened before they enter the building but he was talking about getting their temperature checked he wasn't talking about administering the actual coronavirus kit test to see if you're positive positive. and I know that they have um, accelerated ones now where you could see within 15 minutes because I think that Trump's whole administration has been using those every single day before they come on um, to our TVs so I, I honestly I think it's it's going to be such like a difficult thing to overcome. First of all, because so do you do you test them all at the beginning of the week? And right. then like, what if someone starts to feel something on Wednesday, then do you have to backtrack all the people that they were in contact with since Monday? And yeah,
0: Can you, and you be 100% you accurate? accurate with that tracking, et cetera, et cetera, right?
1: right? And then do you have to retest all of those people? Because now if you just say, hey, every tournament has 600 people. Let's just say like there's 600 people per tournament. And like, that may be egregiously overblown. I don't know. Maybe there's only a hundred, but whatever. So every week we need 600. And then, well, what if something happens and then that 600 turns into 850? And then the next week that 600 turns into 1200. (laughs) And you're like, well, then you could never anticipate how many tests you will need, right? And so when I heard the commissioner say like mention this wrinkle that like yes we want golf to come back but it cannot come back until we have testing in place for you know all people involved each week at at the tournaments I, then I was like so okay so then golf won't be coming back like it, it was definitely um to hear that they need actual coronavirus tests and there's not another precautionary measure which I understand I guess there isn't because yeah you know months a month or two months ago temperature was indicative but not everyone you know especially asymptomatic people totally. they, they don't have a fever so clearly that is not the the measure that you could take i can't just swipe your forehead and be like oh 98.6 you're in so yeah i mean it's daunting it, it's definitely daunting it's scary it's especially for fort worth in my opinion because they're honestly they're they're going to be the ones who have to make sure they do it right. If they don't do it right, no one else is going to get the opportunity. And here's so, the thing too,
0: like there's no precedent for this. There's no, just not, there's nothing to go off of. I mean, 1917, the Spanish flu, I guess, but it's like, that was a long time ago. So
1: right. And that second wave killed way more people than its first wave. So like, God forbid, I hope that we have precautions now that prevent that.
0: You yeah. Know? Yeah. And there was like, I guess, a statement from the CDC director who said that uh, there could be a second wave and even worse in the winter. But we're not going to talk about that because that's a long time down the road. But yeah, there's a lot of pressure on all of these directors. We'll see what happens. I will note this too, Bridget, that Dallas has extended its stay-at-home order to May 15th. Now, Dallas is just by Fort Worth, so some fodder there as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just have to say something. Nothing will be normal or have a semblance of normalcy until we have a vaccine. And I think that everyone True. understands that. So, um, trying to get back to some sort of sense of normal is fine, but there will be no, um, safety per se until that vaccine is in place. And and that's just like the brass tacks. That's not scary. That's just where we are, you know?
0: Yeah. Yep, and I think that's kind of the process in a way with every new virus or new disease that comes about. You got to get a vaccine for it, right? So that is the deal with the schedule there on the PGA Tour. We're going to talk about the Ryder Cup, but first a word from our sponsor. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes, If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. All right. So the Ryder Cup obviously is not like any other tournament on the PGA Tour schedule or the golf schedule. And there is now some news out there that officials are at peace with a no-fan Ryder Cup. And I guess the initial question to you, Bridget, is does that even make sense? Because I think the fans are the lifeblood of this sort of event. Yeah, no. (laughs) Right?
1: It's a spectacle of fans. That's what it is. The grandstand on the first tee is what makes the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Players, I think, will attest to that. I think players across the board have said that that first tee, that first tee shot is the most nerve-wracking thing that they have ever experienced because of the fans. So I don't like this. I don't like it. The Ryder Cup is not a normal PGA Tour event. It's not. And for anyone who thinks it is, then you, you don't, you've you've never seen the Ryder Cup then. That's my opinion. Uh, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no. Postpone it.
0: Should we punch I, I, to no. 2021?
1: Yeah, move it to 2021. I don't know. Do a, the Stranger things have now happened. Do a President's Cup and a Ryder Cup in the same year. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It, no, 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 no. Like, it's it there's no atmosphere without the fans, you know, like if it came down to playing the event without fans and not playing it delay. Okay. Let's not say not playing it, delaying it to 2021. You delay it, you, you delay that. And, and that's that. And, and even Europeans who are coming to American soil, Rory McIlroy is saying delay it and he's going to get abused. Sure. (laughs) Even so no nope mm-mm. this is this i this is the hill i will die on this is it <laughs> this. can you imagine
0: like patrick reed fist pumping no. and yelling with no crowd noise at all it's gonna be weird
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean mm-mm. no mm-mm. not I, I like it it leaves a bitter taste in my mouth this is the what si- Ryder Cup Sans fans isn't a Ryder Cup. I don't know what it is. I <laughs> I don't know. The that grandstand, the production of it, the enormity of it is like the most beautiful thing to to see. And yeah,
0: from like a TV production value too. If you're like a production director and you don't have that shot, you're probably dying inside. And you know this, right?
1: yeah I mean no thanks nope no I don't want it I don't know cancel we're done I don't want it (laughs) it's like that thing uh uh, um oh what is that saying where it's like if I can't if if uh if I can't have you then no one can have you type thing it's like if
0: I can't have it all the way then forget about it
1: If fans aren't going I don't want it I just don't want it and yeah like you would think it would be tempting for europeans and i've heard both tommy fleetwood and rory say like no thanks uh i'm out
0: (laughs) that's telling right
1: yeah right so no exploring a spectatorless event is fine exploring a spectatorless Ryder cup not fine
0: Here's another question for you. Do you know, to your knowledge, if there is a back and forth dialogue between, you know, the governing bodies of the PGA Tour and et cetera, with these players and getting their thoughts on how they want to resume the PGA Tour season, or are the players really just getting memos, basically one way street sort of communication? Do you know anything about that?
1: Um, I, I don't know anything for sure, but I can make a presumption that I am, am pretty positive is the case. They are in ongoing talks with the players. I think if Rory McIlroy came out and said he was uncomfortable getting back to golf in June, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. And until players are comfortable, because, again, we've talked about this a lot, but the travel portion – all of the things that come into consideration that take a PGA tour event to go on, unless all of those things are safe. And I like, I'm actually talking logistically safe, then, you know, you, you can't subject um, players to it. And I know that they said players are independent contractors and they can make the decision for themselves and that's all fine and good. But for an event, for an event to go on, it, it needs a field, right? So. Yeah um i think if you had a player come out and say that they were uncomfortable with the situation and and spoke out against the tour that would that would be totally um damning to the tour and and it wouldn't be able to you know get things underway so i do think that there is an ongoing conversation i don't know if it's like across the board they talk to you know 90 guys a week or whatever probably not they probably have representatives who could sort of um you know, indicate the the player feeling, I, I think that that for sure is going on,
0: and you better believe that they have Tiger's ear on this as well. I mean, obviously, as a guy who is the needle in the game, I wonder what he is saying to Jay Monahan, to the heads of all of these different organizations, Augusta National, and getting his thoughts on. Where we are at now, obviously, Tiger is no medical expert either, so you know he can only go so far in that realm. But I'm sure he is sharing his thoughts with these officials, and it makes me wonder what exactly that message is. I would assume, Bridget, that Tiger is in no hurry whatsoever to get back on the golf course and play PGA Tour Golf. That's just my thought.
1: See, I read the other day that he's antsy, he's getting antsy. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I did. I read that. And that
0: I believe that crazy. too, though. It's weird. <laughs> it's like two sides yeah, of right, it. I know.
1: Yeah, he is the coronavirus. I can't predict the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I, I take that back. He's not the coronavirus. Um, but I think that Tiger definitely, uh, is, I don't know if he's, so I think like Rory McElroy is more integral than Tiger right now mm. for everything. Number one in the world super in with the tour um I think that he just stuttered there I think that he is a leader like I I I think that players see like I think that if a player saw Rory say he feels uncomfortable that player then would also feel uncomfortable so I I think Tiger, when he talked, um, during that master's rewind, that glorious master's rewind, he seemed a little, uh, you know, just like everyone else. He was, I'm super concerned about staying inside and and keeping my distance and and all those things. And, and that sort of, he seemed kind of like, and that's where I am. Like I know as much as you know, type thing, but yeah, obviously I'm sure he knows way more than we know. Um, I just think a younger, I know he's, Tiger is young in the scheme of life, so I hate saying this. It's such a golf thing. I think a younger guy is probably in talks uh, with Jay a little more often than uh, good old Eldrick.
0: By the way, we learned via golf TV that Tiger chews on an orange trident gum. And guess what I went out and got the other day? That's Tropical true. twist trident, my friends, because my God, I can't think for myself, but still,
1: it's great. That- that's disgusting that's i didn't i'm not like a golf tv follower i don't even know what they are um like they're not on tv that is gross that's i i love oranges artificial orange flavor that's a no that's just like that it'll is- surprise
0: you Bridget give it a shot
1: it <laughs> ruins something for me
0: like. <laughs> ruins a real orange for you
1: well because it's trident like if it was juicy fruit or like fair too fruity different but like trident should be mint
0: this is fair also, like make
1: your bug to trident like- <laughs> how much did they pay tiger
0: literally and he was very casual about it. he's like i think trident so i don't know if it was an official oh, advertisement but.
1: i i think it's trident dude yeah. you like nine packs a day
0: <laughs> let me just uh, throw that out there but all right folks we're going to talk about tiger's schedule coming up but first a word from betonline.ag Alright guys, I know that sports right now are on hold, but they aren't totally done. They're still esports, American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee... Poker, there's still fun to be had at betonline.ag. Use my promo code mypod100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use my promo code mypod100. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, so basically, everybody out there, us included, have. Giving a stab at predicting Tiger's schedule here, and Bridget, I'm just going to run down what Golf Channel said. Now they said the sure things are the major championships, of course, the Ryder Cup and the Hero World Challenge, which is Tiger's tournament. Very likely being the Memorial, Northern Trust, BMW, and the Tour Championship. So they have all three FedEx Cup playoff events for Tiger. Question marks include the FedEx St Jude Championship, the Zozo Championship. And then maybe there's a chance the Charles Schwab and the RBC heritage. So in this, I guess, Bridget- That
1: sounds like really safe. What did they just go through the whole thing? They're like, these are maybes and these are definites.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was um, an interesting kind of category here. So giving a chance to Charles Schwab, RBC, that's something of note. But I will ask you this, Bridget, from a macro perspective. In this state of, I guess, unpredictability- Could we see a surprise commitment, again, assuming all of this goes as planned, from Tiger Woods at maybe a Charles Schwab or an RBC Heritage, or is he going to just kick the can down the road to Memorial?
1: Yeah, I don't see him coming back early. I think it's also just like a little, like we just talked in the first half, it's just a little too unsettling. Like, why are you going to risk it if you don't have to? He definitely doesn't have to get out there. right? No. Like no way, I do not see those as surprise ads. As I say, I don't believe I just compared Tiger to coronavirus. Can that be my mulligan? Can I take that back? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad, bad comparison.
0: Although they but, both can be unpredictable, so
1: yeah, that's it. That's the that's only the thing only comparison. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't see those as surprise ads. My, my surprise ad is the the WGC FedEx St Jude. That would be. Uh, my surprise ad, and I think that would be, I see him playing the memorial, undoubtedly, yeah. if it goes on. And that that surprise ad would only be if something at the memorial needs tinkering, he wants to get back out before the PGA. Um, and that's my surprise ad. My surprise ads do not include the Charles Schwab Challenge or the RBC Heritage in Town.
0: But what if he is just so darn antsy that he wants to go out and compete with his buddies on the PGA tour and he commits to okay, colonial if
1: it's, if it's that i would say it's rbc heritage because okay. south carolina he's in florida it's you know i not the first week back it's the second week like say all things go well at fort worth and now we're progressing week 2 throw tiger's hat in the ring but that is totally like in fantasy land in my opinion
0: you know I saw an article out there talking about the Charles Schwab challenge in that it could be a tournament with the biggest field in its history and big as in like headliners and stuff but Bridget also like you were saying what if these players just want to play it safe and maybe wait to RBC and see how this thing goes for trial number one so I think there's like two sides of it right
1: yeah, like who shows up at Charles Schwab? Yeah, dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> drama.
1: It's like all players under twenty-five.
0: <laughs> right, that just want to like cash a paycheck, right?
1: Yeah, right. That just like need to get back out and like really don't see a high risk um, being assessed for their age group per se. True. Uh, yeah. I, so I lean towards the you have those those players that are going to get out and do a solid for golf and that care about that, right? Like there are players who care about that. And then you have the players who don't care about that and who want to see how it goes and then will join possibly week two, three, four, five. Who knows, you know? So I think that in golf, you have those two separate subsets of players anyway. I really do. I think you have players who, you know, who care about that sort of stuff and then players who really ambivalent to it and know their place and know that they're a professional athlete and that's what they do. And that's that. Um, So I think that everyone out there knows probably a few players who fall into either category. I think that, uh, colonial for, I think that they have an uphill, that's an, an uphill climb. That's a battle to, to fill your field. Uh, and I think that that's a total trial run per se. So I don't know how you incentivize that. I really mm. don't. And I have heard a couple players opinions about it and I have heard people say that they will play. So, you know, I, I hope that that's the truth. I hope that people do commit if it is a go and that, they could, you know, get something, get something on the air for us. Yeah. Hit some sports. I just want to see someone hit something or someone. Just, I just need to see hitting.
0: So we are starting to see some content. We have the last dance with Michael Jordan, and then we have the NFL draft tomorrow night. So will you be watching the draft, by the way?
1: (laughs) I don't think so.
0: The virtual style, by the way.
1: Oh, hey, it's like depressing a little bit. I did watch the the Michael Jordan. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, dope. Dude is dope. Tiger's still the greatest, but <laughs> man, the like Dennis Rodman is possibly uh, he um, he has shown up in my nightmares now twice since watching that, and he also occupies so much of my brain space that during the day I just send out random tweets about Dennis Rodman. I am just so enamored and confused and perplexed and. The guy, I mean, a lot of the Scottie Pippen, like they all had stories that I, I really didn't know. I got to be honest. I'm a big basketball girl, but I don't know that the history of of that generation is not really my uh, wheelhouse. So it's, I'm excited for it. I'm, I am in. I'm into this uh, last dance.
0: Hashtag in. It's what we need right now in the sports world. There's no doubt about that. So. Folks, we have something in place with the PGA Tour schedule. We shall see what happens as we go forward. More Tiger Woods content coming at you guys throughout the coming weeks. Hopefully, you guys stay safe, do your due diligence about social distancing and all that. And very, very soon, we will be out playing golf. Bridget, any closing thoughts?
1: I mean, it's just, to me, this whole scenario about golf is is so optimistic that I just want to continue going down that train. Like I want to stay on the train of like, Hey, this is coming back in June. So I know I'm a little negative about it, but really I am super optimistic. And I think it's really cool that the PJ tour has put this plan in place and that we have something to talk about each week and that players are excited and that golf, ultimately may have like the most watched events in 2020 like which is pretty golf, exciting
0: by the yeah,
1: way we'll this surge of popularity and we all love this sport and that would be awesome so i really hope that that can occur
0: all right folks there you have it this has been the tiger woods podcast episode 37 bridget and i will catch you next week
1: see ya